Media is really a storm in the teacup because it's such a small percent at the moment of the total number of total value of properties being sold. So they're not buying significant volumes of property and neither are they really pushing up prices because they're not really having much of an impact at all in terms of the overall sales volume. A really important role in creating the supply because of course if they're a foreign investor they're going to rent it out to a local that's here as a tenant. Welcome to Perth Property Insider where you will learn how to grow your wealth and improve your life using Perth Property. Our show is brought to you by Investors Edge Real Estate, the highly rated and award-winning property management, sales and buyers agency servicing the whole of Perth. Now, here's your host, Jared Mann. G'day and welcome to another episode of Perth Property Insider. I'm your host, Jared Mann, and today I'm demystifying the role that foreign buyers are playing in our Perth market because there's a lot of misconceptions about how much property they buy, that they're pushing out first home buyers and other home buyers that they're pushing up prices they're taking up the place of all the locals and there's a lot of people wanting to prevent them possibly from buying in Perth at all at the moment because of the housing shortage but I wanted to really go into the stats into the role that they play the types of properties that they can buy and why I actually think that they're an essential part of our overall market so let's go inside. So did you know that foreign buyers have purchased $300 million of residential property in WA over the first three quarters of the last financial year? So looks like they're on track for about $400 million worth over the 22-23 financial year, which can sound like a lot, doesn't it? And you see headlines thrown around in the media, vilifying foreign purchases, and I guess it can fuel a lot of those usual conversations that foreigners are forcing out, first home buyers or pushing up property prices here in Perth. So... I saw an article by Kath Hart, which is from Rewa, and I thought I'd take a look at the figures and bust some of the myths surrounding foreign buyers and really go into their role, the types of properties they can buy, and why I think they're an essential part of our overall buyer mix. So the ATO is the source of that 300 million spend on residential property in WA over the first three quarters in 22-23. And it is quite a sum, but when we actually compare it to the total volume of sales, it's really actually quite small because Landgate shows that the value of property sales in WA over that same period was 30 billion. And when we do the math, foreign investors have only accounted for 1% of the total value of sales. So all this media is really a storm in the teacup because it's such a small percent at the moment of the total number of total value of properties being sold. So they're not buying significant volumes of property and neither are they really pushing up prices because they're not really having much of an impact at all in terms of the overall you know, sales volume. When we start looking deeper about foreign buyers and what they can actually buy they do have a lot of limitations placed on what they can buy 
And this has been really thought out and it's one of the things that I think our government and policymakers have done well because it basically will go to the types of properties will go to boosting our housing supply and that's only going to be good for renters and adding extra houses so how does that come about what what is the actual policy that translates so whenever they go to make a purchase they have to apply to the foreign investment review board about what they're buying and they're actually limited to purchasing new dwellings so they're helping in many cases get a project off the ground these projects are usually capped at 50 percent of the overall project uh, being to foreigners and that's ensuring that locals are still getting in it's worth noting that many locals are hesitant to buy into projects that are off the plan and they certainly are hesitant when they don't have a very high level of sales locals don't like coming in until the project's actually going ahead so where do the developers get their purchases from historically they've traditionally been coming from overseas investors that buy into these higher density projects enable the project to actually happen and then all the locals jump in at the last minute once it's actually confirmed that it's going ahead so an essential role the foreign investor plays in getting this project off the ground so they're actually only allowed to buy an established dwelling if it's for redevelopment purposes or vacant land for a residential dwelling development and in each of those cases having to develop and or substantially improve the property and it has to be completed within four years and that's of course creating jobs in our construction industry creating newer and better uses for the property newer and better supply of housing so in all of those three cases and types of property we're ending up with more supply and better use so a really important role one would say in creating the supply because of course if they're a foreign investor they're going to rent it out to a local that's here as a tenant one might say that the landscape has deterred foreign investors from buying over the last five to ten years and that's why or contributed to why we have a lack of investment properties being available for rent that hasn't anywhere near kept up with supply so it's not all rosy for the foreign investors they have significant extra costs to pay which arguably are too high and are, de- are deterring them from wanting to buy here they have to pay an application fee which rises as the cost of the property increases and they are charged an additional transfer duty of seven percent here in wa which seems astronomical and they face an annual charge if they leave their property vacant for at least six months of the year so there's fines for non-compliance with these things and when you look at how critical their role is perhaps the government needs to look at reducing some of these or incentivizing them to get some of these bigger projects moved forward at the moment there is the stamp duty concession that i believe they would still qualify for on off the plan apartments so that's at least reducing what 
any buyer would pay for that type of purchase, but we could possibly go further to incentivizing them to buy in and get some more of these projects off the ground because they're desperately needing that higher density type of properties to meet demand from both renters and home buyers with the lack of housing we have. So all in all, I think foreign investors, just by looking at the actual stats, are not pushing up prices. They're adding to supply and not taking of supply and I think they're an essential part of the overall mix of buyers that we need in this state to help solve this big crazy crisis that we're in of supply. We need more of it. So you see a lot of these headlines. I wanted to dig deeper to actually uncover the importance. And then when we look at who are these foreign buyers typically? I found some interesting uh, stats that show that, and, and I couldn't get very many stats, which is interesting, Department of Foreign Affairs and Australian Bureau of Statistics, everyone's very, you know, it doesn't show too much in terms of back historical data. They only show uh, direct investment levels, which include portfolio investment and other investment. So... What I was surprised to see is my perception was that there was a lot of Asian and Chinese foreign investors, but they were only at rank 10 in the total number of uh, where the majority of investment comes from. And uh, United States, interestingly enough, was number one, followed by United Kingdom two, Belgium three, Japan four, Singapore five, Hong Kong six, Canada 7, Luxembourg 8, 9, Netherlands, and China was down at number 10. So, again, that was another misconception, at least that I held. I didn't realize any that people from all these other countries were investing much more strongly than the Chinese. And that could have something to do with if I was able to go back and analyze past trend data, which I'm not able to do, I don't know if our tensions with China has impacted that or whether it's always been the case. But, you know, reality is always different to what we might perceive. So notable was that the top three had a considerable level and top two had a considerable level of investment compared to many of the others combined. So United States and United Kingdom, significant money flowing from there into our businesses, other types of investment and uh, property. So what I wanted to caution was it's interesting when I was doing my research, I noticed some of the policies that other countries have been going with in because they're having similar housing crises of not having enough supply. Canada has come out completely prohibiting foreign investors from purchasing residential property over the next two years. And it spurred some talk here about whether Australia should consider a similar move. Hopefully, we can actually look through to all of the reasons that I've discussed above as to why that would be a horrible idea and only further prevent extra supply coming on. So, hopefully, our politicians and policymakers get it right and don't go for the short-term cheap vote where some of the public will think that's a good idea, but 
are they actually understanding the underlying levers and the extra supply that foreign investors can add without really taking away any established properties, built properties from those local home buyers and, and local investors that can otherwise purchase them. So hopefully that's been insightful, something a bit different for the podcast today. Looking forward to catching you on the next one. And if you've enjoyed the episode, please share it and subscribe and always appreciate reviews. And if you have any topics that you want covered, get in touch. Cheers. Just a reminder, the information discussed in this podcast is general in nature. As we don't know your specific situation, you should always seek professional advice before taking any action. For free market reports on your suburb of interest and other helpful resources to grow your wealth, make sure you join my property investor update at investorshedge.com.au slash join. And finally, make sure you're a member of our Perth Property Investment Facebook group to be part of the conversation with other like-minded investors get help to your questions, and get a feel for what's going on out there in the market. I'll see you in the group.